everyone and welcome to the second episode of the post-pandemic podcast. We have our second mini project underway and now I will be sharing a story about how my first time in a different country was a little chaotic. So because we live in Hawaii, we had to take three flights to get to Barcelona. And to give a little background, this was during fall break of 2019. I was blessed to go on this amazing journey that I will remember for the rest of my life. And anyway, I had so much fun. But anyway, <laughs> on uh, okay, <laughs> regardless of how much fun I had, we had a few interesting stories to tell, which made it even better. <laughs> so we started in Hawaii because that's where I live. And we took a flight from Hawaii to San Francisco, spent the night in San Francisco, got up at a very early hour in the morning to catch our flight to Washington, D.C. And then in Washington, D.C., we had another layover. And from that layover, we finally got onto our flight to land in Barcelona. And that was amazing. Like, I had the road to myself. It was a huge plane. It was the biggest plane I've ever been on before. There was like four rows in the middle and three rows on each side, but I had the four rows in the middle to my, the four seats in the middle to myself, thankfully. (laughs) And the flight was very good. And we finally got to Barcelona and my grandpa who went on the trip with us and my grandma, he has, he's in a wheelchair. So we had ordered ahead of time to have a wheelchair waiting for him. But when we got off the plane, we had to take a bus and Everything was just kind of out of hand. So we finally got to a place where we could sit down and wait for the wheelchair to come, like they had ordered. So we finally got to that place, and (laughs) we were waiting. And while we were there, mind you, none of us spoke Spanish. I had like a year, two, maybe a year and a half of Spanish knowledge, which is not very much. But I was struggling through that, trying to communicate, and my dad was, like, playing Pictionary with this one security guard who didn't want us to be in that area. But we had to because we were waiting for my grandpa's wheelchair. So all of this was going on, but I think the funnest part about this experience was that it was literally at the beginning of our trip. Like, we were, like, so tired, but it made it very memorable. I will probably never forget that, but that is besides the point. Um, I interviewed my stepmom and my dad to kind of get their experiences on what happened and their recollection of the story. So now I will go and interview them and you get to see their (laughs) opinions and experiences. So, yeah. What were your experiences um, getting into Barcelona and having to deal with the situation? Um, well, we, once we landed in Barcelona, uh, John and I was the ones that got off first, and there was a, a transport bus that took us to the waiting area before you could get into the terminal. And uh, Rick and Megan um, were left because he was having a difficult time walking, needed a wheelchair. So they came last, and it seemed like we were waiting for like 15 minutes before they actually arrived. Well, the confusion was, well, um, we were waiting. Um, this um, security man comes, comes in and waves his hands and motioned us to leave. 
and spoke no Spanish, and I didn't speak any Spanish either, neither did John, and we're the only ones sat there, as well as, as uh, um, Caroline, and she was doing her best to communicate, but he wanted us to leave, and we said, no, we have to wait because we've got a family um, that uh, is in the plane still, and they need a wheelchair, and we need to, to uh, wait. Well, anyway, there was all this motion, and he went and talked to somebody, and so on and so forth. So later, um, they finally came, and then the next piece was, how do we get a wheelchair? Because it was only a transportation wheelchair, but then after that, we had to get one to actually take him through into the terminal, and then to get a taxi. Um, so there's another confusion, back and forth, back and forth. And finally, this old guy comes walking down, who was very sweet, could not speak any English, and Caroline and him were kind of communicating in, you know, um, in a Spanish way that he seemed to understand, and finally they got um, us into the terminal. After, after about a good, uh, probably 45 minutes. So, Dad, what was your experience trying to communicate like you were playing Pictionary to another person? Well, um, I had uh, worked at Pier 39 years ago, and I had used my little Pictionary technique, as you call it, uh, with people from all around the world. And so I thought, well, when the security guy was pretty much, you're out of here. You're not staying. you got to leave. Uh, I was a little concerned, as we all were, uh, about my dad and him getting there okay. So I kind of faced off with this guy, and there's pretty much, he was like, you're, you're leaving, and I was like, pretty much, I'm staying. And so I tried my best to communicate with him, and I almost lost out a couple times. Like, there's three times I went back and forth with him, and there was like, you know, I almost lost out the last time where it's like, we could have gotten thrown out of the airport kind of thing. Um, and I tried to really do my best to not escalate it, but I was really trying to get somebody for, for Grandpa. And uh, he had a really hard time. I had a hard time. I thought he did really good, as best he could, but it was like he couldn't understand anything, I couldn't understand anything. So we were just trying to do it with our hand signals and stuff like that. and. Uh, but then when the, the other guy came, we tried to get somebody else to come. We got this other guy to come, and he couldn't understand hardly anything I was saying. We, you might, he couldn't understand my Pictionary. And I tried, he, I couldn't even get anywhere with him at all. And then I hooked him up with you. And then you used Pictionary for a little bit, and you started and talking I to started him. I started busting out my Spanish a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was just a little bit of Spanish you had. Oh, I didn't want a little bit. Well, you went back and forth with him a little bit, and then uh, he, you knew just enough that he was able to converse with you and get the gist of what we were talking about, and uh, you were able to kind of uh, give him a gist of what we're talking about, and then he was able to help us. But there was at least three or four people before that that you had to talk to that were difficult too. So now I'm going to ask both of you. Did you feel like this experience made you want to learn a different language so you can have a better understanding of people's like culture and communicate with more people around the world? 
Yeah, it was, it was frustrating not being able to speak their language, understand what they were saying. So I think when it got a lot more smoother in that way, um, <clears throat> yeah, certainly it's nice to be able to have several languages under your belt. Um, yeah, I definitely felt El Primitivo, El Salvativo, you know, La Casa La Madre action. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely, I, I think that a couple years in, in, in traveling the world in, in Spain and couldn't cure, I'd love to learn the language overseas. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the post-pandemic podcast. I'm Caroline, and I'm back for our third episode, and today I'll be interviewing my mom.